What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode of, you guessed it, Perception is a fucking bitch, man. I'ma let y'all in on a little secret. This thing we call life, there's another word for that. And it's called a fool's errand. And brother, you're on one. And there's no way off. We live this life like it has meaning, like there's a point, but it's just a ton of wasted effort, a process that we have to go through, even though we already know how this ends. We already know where the journey stops, but we go through the motions anyways. All that wasted effort for what? Why are we so compelled? to push forward. Why do we continue to play the fool? Let's talk about this. So it's been a fucking week. Shit, who you telling? I know I don't have to tell you. You're already drinking half deep over there. (laughs) (laughs) Not even halfway through my first. You Shit. ever have one of those weeks where you're just like, you know what? There's not enough alcohol on the planet. Nope. Today. I, I felt like that the other day. So uh, we're moving out of our apartment. You were finishing up your last day at your other job. Mm-hmm. And uh, you so call me like Deji. I'm pissed. So it's about nine o'clock in the morning and the fire alarm starts going off at the old apartment. Yeah. Our previous apartment. So, okay, that's not a big deal. Like They had sent an email out letting us know they were going to be testing the alarm. The alarm had gone off the day before, but usually it's loud as fuck, for one, but usually it lasts like, what, five, ten minutes, and then Tops, it's off? and that's it. Yeah. So, I wasn't concerned initially, except I guess the motherfucking thing got stuck. <laughs> I don't know. But it would not shut off. So, like... You called me two hours later, and I'm like, is that still this, going this, it went on from about 9 a.m till 11 30 11 45 if you and, and y'all know how alarms like fire alarms sound when that shit is going off it's it is screeching. going off it is loud it's not even like the internal alarm this is like the entire apartment alarm so it's a, a lot louder than just the your one that gets the fire guys the fire out. department out uh-huh. and then they pull all the apartment people out to the uh to the front of the complex so you really Realize uh, in extreme torture situations when they're trying to get information out of people. This These, was the it. Sound this was abuse. It. This was it. Yeah, when they lock you in a room and play annoying, repetitive sounds at an extreme volume. This was enough to ask for our entire torture. rent for the year paid back. It was so bad. It was so like I, I had a headache for the entire day. My ears were ringing. I feel like I got ear damage from this shit. The cat was fucking traumatized. Oh yeah, the cat was shaking the she, entire day. I would walk. I walked in the apartment. She looked at me like I can't trust you right now. <laughs> like, she's freaking out. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Trauma. Oh poor thing. I felt so bad for her. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was just terrible. And the whole time this is going on, so this is where I came to you and I was like, look, I got an idea for our next podcast. I was like, oh, shit. We got to talk about this Like shit. every good idea comes from a traumatic experience. <laughs> exactly. You ask any entrepreneur, how did your business come to, come to life? Well, let me tell you about a time <laughs> I was traumatized. <laughs> let me tell you about some trauma real quick. 
Uh, so Necessity I, is the mother of all invention, exactly. right? Exactly. So. so I called you up because I said everything in me is either wanting to pick up the phone and call the apartment office or march down there and give them a piece of my mind just to rip them a new one because this, I'm literally feeling like I'm going crazy. I can't go anywhere. I can't leave. It's miserable to stay. You're I, trapped in your own house. I am. like, and, it's just, it, and you keep thinking maybe every now and then there'll be that lull where it almost sounds like it's going to stop and then it doesn't. So you keep like anticipating. See him stop? to stop it's like when you have the hiccups and it won't go away and you're just feeling like you're losing your mind slowly you're one hiccup away from it going away like but it never does throat, and I'm then done. it kills you I'm done <laughs> I'm over this shit let me just jump out this window real quick so that that's where i was at um and i i really wanted to go down there and just rip them a new one and then the logical rational side of my brain that motherfucker always ruins my fun. <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> Came out and I was like, Sarah, let's think about this for a second. You already saw everyone bob their head out of the apartment looking around like wondering what the fuck's going on. You saw people go outside thinking maybe it's a real alarm. So they Everyone's need to go poking like, their head out of the door. Like, yeah. Um, just, and and the, the alarm's loud as fuck. There's no way the apartment office is is being they know immune this to this either. Yeah, they yeah. know. They know. So they're either, either experiencing the same thing or they know what's going on. And there's nothing they can do. So what the fuck is my phone call or me going down there going to do to help resolve this crisis? Absolutely fucking nothing. It would have been a fool's errand. And yet, and yet sitting there doing nothing, listening to this uh, 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 over and over and over. Is, is just driving me insane. And I feel silly just sitting there. Like, you know, it's like, it's like you know, that that, uh, that meme where the apartment's on fire and the little dog's sitting there like, this is this fine. This will be fine. This is fine. <laughs> like, Everything's you, okay. You feel like that. You're like, I feel this is stupid to be sitting in a burning building and not be reacting. And so you re- sitting there in this... But it's like everyone situation. knows the fucking building's burning. It's not like they can't see the fucking flames. And, okay? in, and in this situation, like there's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. Like literally you can do nothing to help resolve the situation. And, and here's where I had my little epiphany. Even once I had the realization that there was nothing I could do to add or help resolve this, like me going down there and complaining or, or trying to create some urgency for them is not going to do anything. You can't get them it's to be any more as urgent be. as they can get, yeah. right? <laughs> so I, I, I had this epiphany, though, in that we still have the urge. Like just because we know it's irrational doesn't mean the urge goes away. And it got me to wondering, like, what what is driving this compulsion? Like, what is the reasoning behind, like, even if we know something is pointless, we still feel compelled to do it, you know? It's like when you know something's a bad idea, you're like, oh, I know it's a bad idea to go back for that second helping, but it's I like, just can't help myself. It's like my like, barber fucked me up this weekend. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. 
And though there's nothing my bitching will do, my haircut's already fucked up. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing this fucked up haircut. <laughs> you can't grow the hair back. But I still feel compelled to go give him a piece of my mind just yeah. to make him feel slightly just as shitty as I feel. Mm-hmm. But to what end, right? Like what? you go into the apartment complex to tell them, hey, look. Now, I will say that one's slightly different because you could have at least got your money back. True. I mean, we could, get, we could have got our rent back at least for the month, right? But, but right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I highly doubt they're going to see that rent situation the same way as your haircut. So that inspired today's conversation. Fool's like, error. Yeah, that pointless effort of just diving in regardless. And I, uh, it got me wondering why. Like, where does this compulsion come from? And I, I had a couple theories. You know, is it that we're just... Like the idea of sitting there doing nothing is so opposite. It makes us feel powerless. It makes us feel like we have no control over our life and where it's going and what's happening. So is it is it a control thing that we, we want to feel like we have some authority on what direction our life takes? Or, or is this some kind of like need to make others as miserable as we now feel because you made us feel shitty like you made my day miserable now i need to go make your day miserable and i need to make you feel the shit that i feel i think there's there's a uh, two things can be true at the same time Both? so i think yeah so i think there's a there's a lot going on here than meets the eye misery does love company so i think when whenever you are being miserable or feel miserable you're just compelled to want to make other people feel that way. No different than if you're in a happy-go-lucky state of mind, you want others around you to be happy. So the same has to be true if you're experiencing if you're experiencing misery. You just psychologically want others around you to be just as depressed and fucked up as you are. <laughs> and even if they're not, you want to make sure that they are. Right? <laughs> <laughs> on the off chance, true. on the off chance that you are a happy motherfucker right uh, now, I want to make sure that you feel just as shitty. So I will, I will, I will verbal vomit <laughs> on you just to confirm the misery. So this has happened so often in our relationship because I'm that like happy more, go more, go more, lucky. More you to me. <laughs> oh, false, false. Like I wake up almost always like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, existence is pain. Why are you so Why happy? Are you Let me fuck this up. I'm just like, let's go have a good day, babe. Fuck you. (laughs) The day's nothing good about this day. The life is over. We're we're broken, and then and we're fat, and we're ugly, and there's no point to life. Yeah. (laughs) But Uh, pulling you down that existential, (laughs) like, damn, I didn't know it was like that. I want to I want to make sure you feel just as existential as I do, (laughs) on the off chance that you're one of those happy motherfuckers. So there's that part going on where misery loves company. There's the second part to where human beings do not like to feel helpless. Um, yeah. It's it's kind of, you know, cliche. I that think that more, for me at least, is more the kicker. Because I don't think that I necessarily I want other people to feel miserable. I'm actually really bad at conflict and making other uh, people feel You'd be feel surprised. We're all shitty. really good at this. We're all really good at unconsciously making other people feel shitty. Even when, we don't even when my hairstylist fucked me up and it was a $600 expense, I had trouble. My my next hairstylist was like, you have a right to go ask for a yeah, refund. And I had trouble a, doing that. You didn't have the balls to do it. Though, even though, Even though you wanted your hairstylist to feel just as shitty as you felt about their haircut 
the feeling, it, the feeling of wanting her to feel shitty, just as you felt shitty, was still there. You didn't have the balls to execute on it. it was There's that a I difference. Didn't have the balls, because I still talked to her. It's that I felt In like I had a relationship. Language. Yeah, because I felt like I, I, I was a friend with her, and the empathy part of me didn't want to. To make someone I had cared about at one point feel shitty. Feel That's that a lack misery. of balls. That's a lack of balls. Perception. The connection. I, I say it's empathy. <laughs> call it whatever the fuck you want. Whatever you got to call it to make yourself feel good okay. at night. Okay. But at the end of the day, you still psychologically, subconsciously wanted her to feel just as shitty as you felt. You just didn't have the balls to execute <laughs> because you knew who she was. Proximity made it hard to do it. Familiarity made it hard to do. All right. But well, I'm just was, saying you were right there with me and you didn't say shitty. Because I knew the girl, too. I knew the chick, <laughs> so too. So you didn't have balls, felt, either. I, we both didn't have balls. <laughs> All right. We're both ballers. Got it. Got well, it. I got balls. Uh, you're too late. You already admitted. But if it was somebody we didn't know, it might have been easier to shit on them and make them that's feel that's why the internet is such a, a plethora of because these it gives you anonymity vomit. yeah it gives you anonymity oh fuck you you're an asshole where did you come out from your mother must be a troll yeah so but look all of life is a fool's errand you know like i i go to the bank to go ask them for a shit ton of money even though i know they can't give it to me that's a fucking <laughs> fool's errand well well, okay. <laughs> Funny story. We're at the bank the other day. Should we tell the story? I don't know, but it's funny. I can't help it. We're at the bank and... This is the first time this has really happened to, to, to me or to us. I don't know. We don't go into the bank that often. Um, so we go in, we sit down because there was one of our accounts I wasn't on. And you the didn't lady, have access to yeah. one of the one of the big accounts. So the lady who was pulling it up to fix it for us, she pulled up her account. She looks at the money. She looks at us. She looks back at the money. She looks at us. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not making sense right now. She's fucking confused. Fucking confused. And then she's like, what are y'all doing with all this? I'm like, it's my emergency fund. <laughs> All that? Just like, just, sir, Wait. respectfully, there's not a whole lot of emergencies that go fit in. <laughs> oh, man. That was funny, though. I never had someone just call us out like for having too Needless much. Needless to or- say, we, she upgraded us into the uh, private client preferred status for... Anyway, fuck all of that. Back to the fool's errand. Well, we talked. we started talking about how... Um, the, there's the control aspect, and we didn't we kind of kind of, kind of sidetracked on that one, but yeah. there's that control aspect, and I was saying I feel like that one is for me like I, I hate, and I, especially for you actually like th- it's true for me, but you are the most control freak person I've ever met. False. One hundred percent true. False. One hundred percent true. That's a perception thing. I can do this all day. I have five siblings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If that makes you sleep good at night. I'll I'm let you saying, keep you your perspective. Do back and forth, I can do this all damn okay, day. I'm not gonna do this with you. That's your perspective. Whatever helps is however you want to perceive me. That's your that's I'm your prerogative. Like a bad way. I'm just saying, uh, it, we we both grew up with a lot of things outside of our control. I learned to kind of be like, hey, life is outside of your control. Live and let live. Roll with the punches. Like, it'll figure itself out. And that has its own consequence and its own negative aspects to it. And I've definitely learned to be more of a control freak from you and how that protects me. And and I need to overcompensate because I already automatically tend towards that 
let things go and don't think about it, figure it out later kind of mindset. Life don't work that way. Life don't work that way. You were like the opposite of that. You're you're that like you're like that. Okay, so your your motto, my life motto, is hope is not a strategy. Yes. Let that sink. If that is not the motto of a control freak, I don't know what is. That, so you sitting there with not a plan, without able to like control the outcome of life, like you're the same guy who wouldn't let me buy gum early in our relationship because it wasn't in the budget. Yeah, but you're rich as fuck now. Okay, okay. but you're a millionaire you're before you're 35 freak. because I'm a control freak. freak. So you're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. That's that's why you're getting that, them looks at the bank that that. Chicks your I'm age don't saying, get. I'm just I'm saying. Just, I'm just saying. I'm not saying it in a bad way. I mean, it has some opportunity costs in it, but just like just like my mindset has opportunity costs. I'm just saying like that applies to you a lot because you sit in there. That's why you're a preferred private client at Chase now. <laughs> just, just say, saying. just say, just say. Just keep your shit real. <laughs> Maybe I'm tipsy. Yeah, you're almost finished with your second drink, and I'm still halfway yeah, through my first. You have first. to have a certain amount in the bank to qualify for that status. <laughs> Off uh, my paranoia. I'm just saying. So my paranoia seems to be profitable. <laughs> yeah, your fucked upness is working in my favor. So Look, keep my being pers- fucked up. My perspective on life seems to I mean, be making. We all know that, like in life, you have to be fucked up one way or the other. At least this fucked upness is. It's working for me. Sort of working out. That's what I'm saying. Like, look, that's the problem with perception. If your perception... Look, what's his fucking name? Creflo Dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, Joel Osteen. Mm-hmm. Their outlook on life through the Christian faith oh, seems yeah. to work for them. It's fucked up. It's fucked up, but it works for them. Because last time God I checked... God loves you. Give me all your money so God, I can buy another God, helicopter. God loves them motherfuckers. <laughs> To such a degree that they are blessed with obscene amounts of wealth. Mm-hmm. When I was in Africa. Non-taxable wealth. I, I, I. You, All of a sudden, I'm feeling the spirit. I think game, I need to change game career Game recognized paths. game. Game recognized game. However, for me, when I was like same faith as Greflo Dollar, same faith as Joel Osteen, mm-hmm. God just didn't seem to have it in his plan to give me the access to such wealth. You were not his preferred wealth. client. I was not his preferred client. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, my faith was not working for me the way it was working for Creflo Dollar and Joel Osteen. So I needed oh, a new fucking shit. paradigm. All right, I need to go sober now, some you people, up. Now, some so people will say, some some folks will say, I sold my soul to the devil. I will say, <laughs> well, that's your perspective. Because <laughs> I still think I'm going to make it to heaven. Uh, you know, but yeah. they don't seem to agree with me. As long as you don't sell that dick to anyone but me, I'm good. <laughs> All right, let's go sober up a little bit. I We're think gonna we need to get to- back on topic. We started out talking about fools, Aaron. And for the last 15 minutes, we've been on some bullshit. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So we're going to take a quick break. Sober up. We're not getting alcohol this time. (laughs) (laughs) Wipe down. No more shots. You've already finished two big drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then come back to the philosophy. (laughs) Now let's get get back into this shit. Hey, happy people. Hope you're enjoying the tipsy philosophical banter between Deji and I so far today. As we discuss the many ways in which perception is a bitch. We'd like to take this quick break 
to top off our tequila and remind all y'all bitches that you can submit your questions, comments, or topic ideas to our email piabpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find the links to our PIAB book, merch, and Instagram in the links attached to this episode. All right. Now that that bullshit's out of the way, and we've re-upped on our favorite inhibition-lowering, mind-expanding, and giggle-inducing substances, let's get back to it. Okay, okay. okay. So, so for those who come uh, here for... Be serious. For those who come here for the philosophy, <laughs> today's topic is. <laughs> there, I feel Ooh. like our audience is split into. There's there are those who come here for the jokes and just the banter, and then those who actually come here to learn shit. <laughs> I know which one I am. Yeah. Okay. So for those who actually, I'm here for the tequila and the dick jokes. <laughs> so for those who actually come here to learn some shit, let's let's talk about this. so okay. fools a fool's errand. Mm-hmm. So there's two parts to it, right? The fool and the errand. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> so the errand of a fool is. <laughs> I can't with you. I can't. Just roll with me. Roll with me. Roll with me. It gets better. It gets better. It gets better. <sighs> okay, so the errand of a fool is is pointless labor, right? That's why it's a fool's errand. It's what you send somebody to do with the IQ of a frog, <laughs> because you know there's just no point to this. Mm-hmm. And I find myself like, okay, so my old job, uh-huh. we used to re-rack weights a lot. Yeah. And there were times where I would say to my team, this is a fucking fool's errand. Because we know as soon as we re-rack these weights, what are the members going to do? They're going to come right behind you and then fuck the shit up. Right? But if you don't pick them up, now they go on Yelp and they bitch. And they they bitch about you. But it it is a fool's errand. It's a fool's errand. It's Mm -hmm. a pointless endeavor. It's It's the the myth of Sisyphus. It's you rolling the boulder up the hill just to watch it fall back down. And there ain't (laughs) shit you can do about it. And you know you have to fucking walk back down and pick the shit up again. When you know how the shit's going to end... And you still like it, it. It's it's like being a puppet on a string, and you have no control over your actions. Someone else is controlling the marionette, and you just have to go through the motions. It's like it's like it's like doing laundry. Laundry is a fool's errand because you know you're gonna wear the clothes and you're gonna get dirty right back. It's like it's like cleaning your son's room. It's a fool's errand. You know you're gonna clean the shit up. So okay, I, I, I would ha- I would come back on the laundry because I think that's different. Because you you clean it, you have clean clothes until you get the dirty again. But like, but it is a fool's errand I, though yeah. because so to me the one that never makes so sense we, we, is we making ha- your bed. Ah, that's a fool's errand. <laughs> like it's only you getting into it. So like, we had we had this dialogue and we had this conversation for like five okay. minutes. Why I said it's a, the fool's errand is. It's a fool's errand because of the repetition, the repetitive nature of doing it over and over I think again. It's repetitive, and you said, though. I know, yeah. I'm about to make your I point. Know. You said it's not the repetition that makes it a fool's errand. It's the fact that it's pointless. Like it, you know what the result it's, is going to be. It's at effort the end. to no end. 
It's like, like stocking shelves at the grocery store. Like it's when a your fool's kid errand. sucks at soccer and you kill, still keep taking him to soccer practice just to watch him get, sit on the bench every That's night. It's a fucking fool's errand. What the fuck is the point of this? And how many of us just go or like buy? It's almost Christmas time, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to go out and buy a bunch of Christmas presents for people who are probably not going to really even like the shit that they get them. Spend all this and then money they're that spend they don't shit on have. Them. Yeah. It's a fool's errand. Like, why not just the hang whole out? Gift giving process. It's oh, it's so weird. There's just so much pointlessness in that. But I also, I I do get it. Like the the intent behind it, and that's the thing. The intent in life is always pure. Like my intent going down to the office to bitch about the alarm is not necessarily to make them miserable, but because I wanted to stop. But you bitching about it does not make it stop. It doesn't. Right. So like, and people's intent giving gifts is to show love, but does it? For a moment. And then, you know, it's like, it's like vacation. It's like (laughs) sex, temporary high. And then all of a sudden reality kicks in. Right? You just got to do that often enough that you forget. But you can't can't exist in a perpetual state of utopia. And that, so all of life as we know it, is a fucking fool's errand. Mm -hmm. So what's the point? Why don't we just hold hands and walk down into the fire and all burn the fuck up? We are not recommending that, by the way. Right. Thank you for calling that out because there's some some idiot. This is not a cult. There's no Kool-Aid. Please don't drink it. If someone tries to give you Kool-Aid, walk away. There's no call to arms to walk off the cliff. I'm speaking metaphorically here. But if life, uh-huh. if all of life, if if you think objectively, mm-hmm. you will see that philosophically life is a fool's errand. Yeah. It's the myth of Sisyphus. It's the wake up, go to work, to no end. Only like we do all this just to die, right? Exactly. Now, you know now we invented the afterlife oh. <laughs> <laughs> because we don't want to accept the fact that it's all pointless. So the afterlife is this construct we constructed uh-huh. as, oh, but that's what it's all yeah. about. Like, like that's the end goal. So I, I have to go into this because I think this segues actually really well since you're talking about like, the end goal. Okay. And, and so if it. you didn't catch this, the first half of the podcast was for those who were here for the alcohol, the banter, and all the fun shit. I still think we're having good banter now. Okay, okay. So. I got, this half just feels like we're talking to these serious motherfuckers. The ones actually came here to learn something. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, okay. Well, um, so when we were looking this up, I read the funny story about where the, the term fool's errand came, came from. from. Okay. Early 1700s is where the word originated, and apparently it was one of its earliest uses was from a a priest who was talking about how the Pope- I am not surprised. I know, right? The priest and the Pope. They're the one who defined (laughs) fool's errand. Like, you know the the church is fucked up when they define fool's errand. (laughs) I am not surprised. So fool's errand is is originally defined as like a trick you play on the simple-minded- Okay, so just let that sink in. The church 
coined this term, and it's talking about fooling the simple-minded. I'll let you draw your own conclusions on that. I already drew Some my parallels okay, and the okay. why how the church is fooling the simple-minded. Sure, you seven, bil- seven, seven billion I'll people digress. on the fucking planet. We're all fucking simple-minded, okay? Because we fall for this every day. We all show up to the same bullshit jobs. We all go to the same bullshit gyms. <laughs> That's not the point I was making. You're okay. not. You're not getting. The I'm point. not getting it. No, it's over your head. It's fine. It's fine. I'm smarter than you. It's okay. It's not. It's not new news. It's okay. 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 Going. Okay. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so the Pope uh, apparently was the one who sent all of the princes in Christendom according to the quote from this priest, on a fool's errand to conquer the Holy Land so that while they were gone, he could swoop in and steal all of their land. Mm. And that is where like one of the first early uses of that term and how it got defined was used. And I thought that was just fucking hilarious because how many people died and gave their life thinking that they were giving it to a holy cause, something that was a Above all other things, was was gonna set their life in stars and, and change the course of history. And they lived and died a reality, a perception that it was a fool's errand. Mm. It was a joke. It was it was a trick. I it had go, no I, point. I could I could pick up that point and make a point, but I'm af- I'm afraid I'm gonna f- offend people. <laughs> So I'm torn between should I make the point or should I just let it go? Let's make the point and if we don't like it, we'll delete it. Let's go. <laughs> That's the great thing about the shit. We can always just back when, it up. When, when you look at every war that's uh-huh. been fought, mm-hmm. no matter how justified it seems or no matter how moment, much no yeah. matter how much Kool-Aid they give you, you're fine for mm-hmm. God and country. Oh, it is a fool's errand. Every terrorist Vietnam. is another is another person's hero. It's hero, right? Vietnam, fucking Iraq, Desert Storm. These are all fools' the errands. Wars. These these are all fools' errands. And to someone else, though, it was a rational point. It made sense. How many people died living on fools' so- errands? Somebody's interpretation. Like I was the, thinking, the, the military George Bush, too, like- the president, makes an interpretation. Could be right. Could be wrong. But it becomes reality for some Joe Schmo. So you were talking about pissing some people off. I'm about to really piss some people off. Okay? We're not intending to, by the way. It's just <laughs> just our perspective. This is just, and this is where we say perception is a bitch because it's truly our perspective. But to someone else, we're being offensive assholes. So that's why perception's a bitch, man. Like. Sorry, like we can perceive something to someone else. I can hear your perspective and then be just fucking pissed off Shit. and annoyed. You're not intending well, to annoy you me. You're not yeah. intending to annoy me, but by nature of it being your perspective, if I don't think that way, now I'm pissed. Now I'm, perception is a bitch. Perception is a bitch. So the military has always been one of these things that I just can never truly wrap my mind around. And I'm coming as a person who has multiple, multiple, multiple family members who have proudly served and understand in the military. The point of the military of having a defense who, who system. Who truly believe in the cause, who have given their life, have put their life on the line and risked it, who have taken lives in the name of their country, in defense of the country. So it, it's, a, it's a tricky subject for me. But at the same time, I've never quite understood it because we basically trick these young kids who are too young to even drink alcohol into signing up for a lifelong commitment 
in which they are risking their very existence and their life to fight for causes they're not allowed to then question. It's not like you can sign up and then change your fucking mind. They call that a deserter and they shoot you. Or you're court-martialed. Where you you ask questions. You were signing up to no longer have a... a, an opinion, a hold right on, to on. choose. Let, 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 let me settle on that point. You're fucked if you start asking too many rational questions. Exactly. Or if you disagree. If, you if they orders. give you an order that seems unjust to you, you have no choice but to comply. You are now a prisoner of your own making. Fighting for something and then putting your life on the line. There's a movie. There's a there's a movie that explores this point we're making. It's called the Thin Red Line. Mm -hmm. If anyone, if y'all haven't seen this movie, that's a trippy movie. That's a trippy fucking movie with a lot of philosophical dialogue in it. Yeah. So if you're not ready for like ideas that you know question or challenge your way of thinking don't watch the thin red line and it's amazing how the types of people that you see really join the military are usually poor small town mostly uneducated little opportunity in life and they sell it to them like this oh go out fight for your country get to see the world all this opportunity that you never would have you're come home a hero brave soldier oorah like it's it's just so fucked up to me and there's a famous quote and i didn't mean to go down on this rant but um there's a, a famous quote that the only time murder is cheered with trumpets is during war mm-hmm. that sounds and I, I'm, I'm, I'm really butchering that quote but that always struck me in that like we we celebrate these people who literally go murder people and we call it heroism yeah because and that's perception is a bitch because to the people who they murdered they're villains but to the people they're seemingly defending they're heroes yeah because context matters context matters but context is is situational it's based on your perspective true we've decided as the american society that in this one context murder is pretty acceptable when it's for country when when it's it's in our benefit yeah and this is the danger of an us versus them mindset though and how everyone is because so the set to separate themselves. It's thinking we that he's really doing it. We are really going off topic on this I know, one, though. I know. Okay, let's just get back to the fool's errand. Fool's errand. Fool's errand. See, that was a fool's errand. No <laughs> point to that. Other than, other than it existed. Okay. Oh, Jesus. So, so, so back, to the, back to the conversation of the fool's errand. Okay, so yeah, let's get back on topic. So I, I did want to touch base a little more on like how we are compelled to go through the motions on things, even if we know it's pointless. Like there's just that need to like, fuck, I just got to say the this manager? shit. Like, Who's yeah. the manager? Get me the manager. I just, me- I just need to voice it, even though it's pointless. Um, and, and sometimes we know it's a fucking bad idea too. Like it's just, it's a bad idea, but we're still compelled to do it. And it, so the example that comes to mind, I'm going to put our relationship on blast a little bit. When, do you, yeah, just, I know. when do you not? <laughs> no, <right>. We're <laughs> nothing not? if not real on this shit. <laughs> when do you not? So 
I mean, you and I on on like big topics, I would say like religion, money, uh, the point of life, we're aligned, which is good. But on some things like day to day things, little things, we see things micro. very uh-huh. differently. Um, how we like want to spend our time, how we view uh, the the point of the little things, how we perceive quality time, right? Like yeah. there are some th- times you want to do certain things, and I'm like, that's a waste of time. But my way is a waste of time. Also, I just perceive it to be a better waste of time. <laughs> exactly. Than so um, there was the other day, like something something happened, and you pissed me off. What's new? And you you pissed me off slash like hurt my feelings a little bit, and and I I, I was just a little salty, and and I remember you you recognized it. You're a lot better at recognizing it now because used to you, you wouldn't, um, and you called it out like, hey, what's wrong? Don't worry about it. And like, no no no, what's wrong? I'm like. And I had this moment, I was like, do I even fucking say anything? Because I know, based on what I'm feeling and what I'm seeing, and I, I know how you saw the interaction. I know what your intent was. I know you didn't intend to hurt my feelings. I know you had some valid points. It didn't change the fact that you did hurt my feelings, that it it, it did rub me the wrong way. And it's like that point, like, is there any point in even voicing this other than just a fucking voice? It's a fool's errand. Like, now I tell you you hurt my feelings. So you go, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Or you just get upset that I'm upset. And, and what's the fucking outcome? Because the, there is no, no solution. I know you're still not going to see things from the way I saw them. Even if you apologize, it's like that. I'm sorry it's you the, saw it's, it's it like po- that. Yeah, it's yeah. a polite apology. I'm like, like I'm, I'm, I'm sorry because you perceived it that way. Yeah, not, not I'm because sorry I think because it's I did reality. It. Yeah. yeah, because you, you, we just have fundamentally different views on certain things, and I would say one of us is right, and one of us is wrong. But, <laughs> Here we know. go with perception being a bitch again. <laughs> exactly, and, and that's the fucking point. So now, now I'm having this moment of like. I need you to understand that you hurt my feelings and that sometimes you do need to filter what you say or how you say them because it it does impact, you know, perception is reality. And because I perceived what you said in a negative light, it impacted my reality. So you do need to know. But at the same time, I understand from how you saw it and what your intentions were that there's nothing you would do differently. So yeah. w- what is the solution here? Like, do you see my point? And this is, I feel like, where couples get really tripped up and feeling like that that need to voice, but also feeling like there needs to be some solution. And a lot of times there isn't. Yeah, there's because no and, and here's why there's no solution. And here's why it's pointless to voice. Because the other person has come to the conclusion they're at through a process of rational thinking. Like... Wherever conclusion I've come to, I got there because I was being rational. Yeah. And in the same way, whatever conclusion you've come to, you got there by being rational. rational. So it becomes Unless you married a crazy person. It becomes hard to reconcile and to land on a point when yeah. both parties involved in the disagreement. We both stick our flags both, in the ground like this is where I stand. Because you're both coming yeah. from a place of rational thinking. You're both being rational. Mm-hmm. But to the other person, you're fucking irrational. It's like, yeah. oh, that's, that's not that right. Don't that's not, that don't make sense. That's not how I see it. And that's why the biggest divide between two people 
is a is a fucking misunderstanding. Yep. You know, or just different different viewpoints to how and, they see And that's things. what makes it a fool's errand because you're trying to convince or communicate to somebody yeah. who's come to their conclusion through rational thinking. Oh yeah. The only time you can convince a motherfucker that they may be wrong is. For them to admit that their conclusion wasn't rational thought. Yeah, and it's almost impossible to do that. Like, no, for example, because they would have to be fucking stupid. Yeah, and most people aren't. I'm thinking about even like my family. Like they have some, to me, extremely irrational viewpoints. But like, to them, one of my siblings compared being gay to being like a crack addict. And I was like, how the, how the fuck, fuck do you, you get, get there? Like uh, a crack addict is someone who is suffering from an addiction and a disease and, it would and be might a fool's rob errand. you. And it would be a fool's errand to try to convince yeah. her otherwise. It's because she's, she's such come an irrational viewpoint. To you, to me. it's an irrational viewpoint. But to her, it's like this is as rational her as or thinking. showing her that that is irrational. Is a fool's errand. Yeah. Because she she is stuck in it. This is a that made sense to her. The word vomit that came out of that mouth made sense. You know, a a lot of times when I teach my teams conflict resolution, Mm -hmm. this is the exercise I put them through. Yeah, is to get them to understand that look, to resolve conflict with a customer or anyone takes a level of skill because you first have to understand that what comes off as being irrational to you mm-hmm. is them being as rational as rational can get yep you have to understand that yeah. because once you do you begin okay ah, uh, now you I have know to align to- yourself the problem is sometimes it's easier for us to do that with strangers because we're less emotionally tied to it so we we're not emotionally invested on them being rational or irrational we're like this doesn't really affect my life. I don't care if you're I'm rational. Just it I'll just it. go along with it and like leave. Like, like I get to leave this when we're done. The problem in relationships with family and people you know and care about is we're stuck in this reality. So if you live or love someone who you perceive to have an irrational viewpoint and you know that it's always going to be a fool's errand, like it's a fool's errand for me to show you how to load the dishwasher properly. You're never going to fucking do it. Like... You just don't give a fuck. I'm like, just be grateful that I do the fucking dishes, <laughs> yeah. okay? Because most it is men what it don't. Is. Most know, men don't. I know. So trying to get I'm me to grateful. go one layer deeper, it's like, I, 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 you know. Like you telling me to sit in closer to the mic when we're doing the, po- oh, you, 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 you got to. I'm over what? here trying to teach Sarah like microphone etiquette. She's like, oh, I'm like, okay, it's a fucking fool. I'm, not gonna, I'm telling her, I'm like, hey, if I have to lean like that to get close to the mic, you got to bring the mic to me because otherwise it's a fool's errand. Like it's just. <laughs> not gonna happen but we all have that shit like the things that make sense to us and then the point where it just stops making sense and understanding when i think you you, when you can recognize that someone else is in a different perspective than you it's like kind of how we always say that's where you're at it's it's an acceptance and famous words yeah like that's where you're at um, and we, we've learned to say that to each other yeah. and, and, and the other person who is being and you said can't to use it as an insult because it's not yes. saying where they're at is wrong. It's just different than where you're at. It's an acknowledgement of like, look, we're on we're on two islands here. Right. And it, like, and, it, it, and, it, I, and I recognize what yeah. island you're on. So that's where you're at. It reminds me of like when you when you have a bunch of chefs in the kitchen and they're cooking. And one of the, the chef will call out what they're doing. And then the other one says, heard, 
you know, and like they'll call out what they're doing. The other one says heard. They don't have to be doing the same thing, but you do need to acknowledge where the other one's at and what they're doing and understand that you're communicating through those differences. You each have different roles and different jobs, different skill sets. But when you don't understand where the other person is coming from and communicate, like if I hadn't communicated to you. That's where you're at. Yeah. So in our relationship, that is a best practice we've employed. And that, that's helped because, a lot when because when we got into trouble was when I didn't communicate at all. Like that's I was, right. I was like not so, telling So for us, anything. what ends the fool's errand is just simply saying, that's where you're at. Right. And again, to not be insulting, but to just to say, hey, look. This this back and forth and to try is to going nowhere. understand, like you said, the rationale. Like, put yourself as much as you can into their perspective to see where they're coming from. Like the other day, I said I could see logically how you got to where you were at and the conclusions, what you were thinking. It all made sense. I didn't agree with it, but I understood it, and I could empathize with it. So I wasn't angry at you for 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 what you for what i i perceived that you did because i understood where it come it came from it's just how it felt to me was different than what you intended so and i think that people have this black and white view of of reality like because you perceive something it's true and that therefore you can't see things from any other angle i think that's a very simplistic mindset Life is more shades of gray. It's Absolutely. never black or white. But so so now we've talked about compulsion, like that understanding, uh, like I'm, I'm compelled to tell you something, even though I know it's not going to change the result. I'm not, it's not, you can't go back in time. It doesn't even change what will happen in the future. It doesn't change your outlook. Nope. You still perceive as you perceive. It, 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 so it's a fool's errand to really do it. But sometimes we have to go through the fool's errand. You know what's a fool's errand? Hmm. Evangelism. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so, so many factors here. <laughs> so many we ways. We already shitted on religion enough for one. No, end, no, so no, don't no. You so think? we're not shitting on religion. We're okay. just we're having okay. a philosophical philosophy. Look, here's the beauty of philosophy. Okay. Everything is on the table. That's true. Okay, that's true. So evangelism we is a fool's errand because it doesn't work in reverse, and that's always been my problem with yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Right. So if I like, went up to a, a religious person touting my atheism or my agnostic, what is the plural for agnostic? whatever the fuck it is? Christians and religious people, Muslims, wherever the fuck they are, people of faith, people yeah. who believe whatever they believe. If you went door knocking on them, trying to tell them that their shit was stupid. <laughs> They find it offensive, but yet, 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 they cannot perceive how it would be offensive how to it knock would on be my offensive door and tell to them knock on my door, my tell, telling me about Jesus. Yeah, saying that I, I am irrational for not believing and I'm damned to hell if I don't agree with them. Um, they are truly confused. Like, uh, excuse me, I came to this through a rational set of, of uh, uh, thoughts and I uh, conclusions, and now you're telling me I'm irrational and damned to hell because I don't agree that there is a God that is going to so damn me to hell? the lack of empathy. <laughs> yeah. The lack of empathy yeah. that... Uh, uh, slow down and think about this. <laughs> the Christian faith, or most faiths, mm-hmm. teach empathy. But yet, they don't understand the lack of empathy it is to walk up to somebody who doesn't see the world as you see it 
try to evangelize and convert them to your point of view, not being empathetic that they have gotten to the point that they're at through the same process of rational thinking that led you to the belief system you had. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how fucking arrogant and unempathetic can you motherfuckers be? So you want to hear the ultimate fool's errand? What's that? (laughs) So... I'm about a week late. <laughs> don't remind me. Don't remind me. So there's a chance we haven't got. It. There's a chance. Maybe. Maybe I'm late. Maybe there's a baby I'm in the oven. I'm optimistic that tomorrow you will get. <laughs> I asked him earlier. I was like, "Hey, what if I'm pregnant?" He's like, "Well, it is what it is." I'm like, "That's romantic. <laughs> Great." <laughs> we tell our kid, it "Is what it is." That's what your dad thought. I didn't say it like that. I just said, it is what it is. If, if you're pregnant, it is what it is. It ain't like I'm not ready. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm 35 years old, you know. But really, I mean, so, so, and I'm matching you now, so you get, it is what it is. We'll tell our kid that story. And I'm going to say that having kids is Don't a fool's say it errand. Like that, because it is what it is. <laughs> if you tell the kid, dad said it is what it is, now he has a perception. That's what you said. You're missing the hold nuances. Hold on, but I'm matching you. I'm matching you now. Hear me out. Hold on, hold on. I'm saying if you say, to, see, this is perception being a bitch. What the kid gonna think when you say to him, "Oh, well, we told you that that I was pregnant before you." You know, he said it is what it is. If we have him, we have him. You know, he's gonna think that I don't love him. I'm like, now I'm dead on arrival. Okay. Now, well, I'm about to match you, so we'll both be bad guys. Okay. So it's I'm not gonna, how women do it. Men, <laughs> this is. You sounded so sexist on this episode. I don't give a fuck. Most men would agree with me that in this bad guy scenario, it tends to be skewed towards men. It's a it's a one role function. It's a one job, and men tend to have that job. You're sounding a little bitter right now, baby. I'm not sounding bitter. I just know what this perception does to a man, and man can't walk back from it. Now we wonder why the kid don't love us. All right, can I make my point? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> guess. Gee, thanks. I guess. I guess. Um, so I was going to say that I, I feel like having kids is the ultimate, like, hands down, the biggest fool's errand that people will follow. And I love kids. Don't get me wrong. I love children. I think babies are adorable. Kids are cute. I get it. We need them for a future to populate the earth and keep blah, 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 blah. I get it. But how many people do you know that give their entire life? They'll have babies and like, oh, it's just the meaning of life. It's everything is in this. It's everything they do now, all of their resource, all of their time, all of their money, all of their intentions. And again, I'm not saying I'm any different. If I am pregnant, we have a kid, I will fall into the same goddamn trap. Right. But it becomes a a fool's errand. It's a fool's errand. They grow up, they turn into little shitheads and assholes, and then they leave the house, they spend all of your money, they do stupid shit, and you're just like, eh. It is what it is. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. F- All you do is you, you you have this brief little moment where you try to shape their little stupid heads into some sort of reasonable cognitive 
uh, intelligence. But they end up leaving everything you like. They and look so, at your ideas and like, oh, mom and dad was stupid. Yeah. And then they say, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want anyways. And then you're like, well, that's a stupid decision. And they're like, well, fuck you. You don't understand. You don't know what it's like to be me in this life. It's like, and I know because I, I did the same. 15. We did the same shit to our parents. <laughs> I was so once 15 this, years like. old. You've never been 40. I was <laughs> once 15. <laughs> yeah, that was like 100 years ago, Dad. <laughs> Still, I changed the fact that I was once your age. You've never been my <laughs> age. So you know, I have perspective <sighs> to where you're coming from. But but how much energy in life and essence do people put in promoting this child's life? Um, I mean, you were even talking about someone you know who was making extreme life decisions based on their child's proximity, and they're they're setting themselves up, or at least they're that's the narrative they're telling themselves is they don't have all this opportunity because they can't leave the proximity of their child, and so they won't be successful. They won't uh, pursue bigger career opportunities because or a better financial be situation. And it's like your entire life's course now is revolving around this child. When they grow up, they're not going to give a shit. They're going to move. They're only going to remember half the time the shit that you did wrong anyway. There's a likelihood that the child will not have context to the sacrifices you gave or will not care that you even made those sacrifices. I, mean, I had a very close-knit family growing up. We were one of those Brady Bunch type families, sat around the table, had had every meal together and and people like oh that's the perfect family it really wasn't the shit went to shit but i i am looking back at all the effort that my parents put into to creating us raising us creating that environment though they were both human and flawed fool's errand and it was a full we all so grew much up effort we so, so much, much effort we don't to agree no with end. any of the ideologies no that end. our parents have five kids we hardly of, have a relationship none of, them, with none of them believe what the parents believe Mm-mm. i think maybe one slightly and even, and that, even that person is not is, really is, talking is right. and communicating yeah, 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 with yeah, either yeah. parent based on other ideas that they don't agree with it we're all fucked and yet we continue to invest it's like knowing the stock market's down and you keep putting money in it. <laughs> well, you have to. <laughs> it's on auto pay. It just keeps drafting. <laughs> drafting. All right, but but I, 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 I get your point. I get your point. It's, it's all of life. Tune in next week to find out what the test says. All of life is a fool's errand. Are we about to be on one, babe? But yet we keep living life. Though we know it's a fool's errand, the easy choice will be to just fucking end it and commit suicide. But we lack the bravery and we lack the constitution for suicide. So we keep on living. This if you fucking do have fool's the constitution, errand. please seek help. We are not recommending it. Right. Least, if you do have the balls not, to kill yourself, not, yes. we have to. <laughs> please don't. We are not recommending that. It is not uh, cool. It is a fucking philosophy you. channel, people. Grow some balls. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my perspective. <laughs> if you like what you heard and you don't have the constitution for suicide, <laughs> maybe you do. <laughs> Please remember that this is a philosophy channel designed and created to challenge your ideas. If you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review on whatever audio platform you got. Or a you fool's listen. errand, baby. 
the trying fools to, there to, to try and tell to, them where to rate you. They're going to do get, what they're going to do. Yeah, it trying is to get what these it people is. to give us five stars. It is a fool's it errand. It is what it is. But yet, here I am, every episode, <laughs> still asking. Recommending. <laughs> still asking. If you have a friend and you enjoyed the show and you know they would also enjoy the show, don't forget to share it with them. We appreciate you guys. And we'll see you next week for another fool's errand for y'all who tune in every goddamn week. This on podcast this, is a fool's errand, on baby. On this roller coaster with us, <laughs> we love errand. that you are on this loop with us. Shit. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>